Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burton, your host, joined today uh, by none other than Inside Texas publisher Eric Nolene. Eric, uh, good week for the Longhorns since we last talked. Uh, they emerge uh, somewhat victorious uh, via the transfer portal. Nobody of note uh, transferring out at this point, or not at this point, but through the May portal, April May portal window, which is just absolutely fantastic news. Longhorns also pick up a punter yesterday. Uh, from St. Thomas Aquinas. And then I want to get your take uh, today uh, about uh, what the next phase is for these Longhorns as they finish up finals. It's a question I got last night in the live stream that that I think I know you know the answer to uh, as well. Let's start, though, uh, with what I talked about in the portal. How big a news is it, in your opinion, this day and age where NIL is a factor, where playing time is a factor, and it's kids seem to have the what-have-you-done-for-me-lately attitude that Steve Sarkeesian and his staff were able to handle and manage the portal situation. Yeah, it just touches on a theme that we've been uh, holding on, holding to for a long time, that Sark has his house in order. You know, and you can't go conquer other lands before you have your own house in order. And I think it's a good sign that, that players want to stay in Texas, uh, as we wrote the reason for that. Uh, you know, a lot of it, it has to do with the excitement around the program. Uh, nobody wants to leave a winner unless they have to, and they feel like they're going to win. I think there's a lot of confidence uh, throughout the program, it's starting to seep out into the public. Uh, Jeff Banks had an interesting tweet the other day. Uh, he retweeted the the negativity that uh, David Pollock said about Texas had zero chance of winning the Big 12. Uh, there's just a lot of confidence around the program, and that's going to keep people bought in, keep people working hard and competing. Uh, and nobody wants to leave that right now. I found it interesting because Texas has a lot of talent on campus. You and I have talked about it, me, Jerry, Justin, Joe, we've all, Ian, we've all talked about it, Paul. The, the reality of it is, is that it's hard to keep that talent happy mm-hmm. and satisfied, um, especially when uh, you're trying to get these guys to the NFL. Um, and so you combine that. And I felt like Texas did a good job, for example, at offensive line. They've got a lot, a lot of young offensive linemen. Maybe a couple could have looked elsewhere. They've got what looks like a log jam at corner in some respects. Uh, but they're kind of spaced out in years, right? So uh, you have that situation. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I feel like Texas is is looking at uh, th- just did a nice job of continuing to build the talent level. And I've got to be frank, this is I don't know that Texas is going to end up being the next Georgia or Alabama uh, in the next decade. Uh, but this is what those early Alabama and Georgia teams kind of looked like for those schools they were building and not losing you agree with that yeah i I was about to say from a roster management standpoint they look somewhere between a conference winner and a playoff team to me uh you know especially you know i think everybody's uh grabbing onto them being a conference championship team this season uh with the conference being down like it is there's no question that they should be the favorites uh but you know maybe if they catch lightning in a bottle it could be more than that the the roster is set up well um, you know, one thing that's, that they do have in favor of them is, is that a lot of these position battles has, have yet to shake out. That's how they could have 14 offensive linemen on campus or, or whatever it was. Uh, and that's how they can have these uh, all these corners. And, you know, they're going to play those all, – all four of the, the main guys are going to play a lot. Uh, but that those competitions haven't truly truly uh, shook out. So guys are not, not quick to leave that when they know that they still have a, a chance to start. Yeah, it, it seems like uh, it's a it's – a- variety of factors that are all mixing together here. Uh, I want to say thanks to our sponsor, excuse me, each and every week, uh, Adam Lowy of the Lowy Law Firm sponsors the state of the program. We really appreciate him. If you've been injured uh, or someone you know has been injured on the job, 
or in a bad car wreck, make sure you give Adam and his firm a call. 512-280-0800. They're there for free consultations or visit LoweyLawFirm.com for a questionnaire to get you going. Uh, Adam and his team focus on results for their clients. Uh, they've had a lot of success and sponsor uh, the University of Texas athletic program. Saw his uh, when I was up at the Moody Center uh, earlier this year, I saw his uh, advertisement in the uh, in the gym. So he's one of those guys that uh, has been good to the University of Texas athletics. Hey, uh, Eric, we look at it. And now my question is this post portal. So I got a question on the live stream last night about what are these guys doing exactly from now until they return in either late May or early June finals uh, for college coming up or have already happened in some cases. So what's the next month look like if you're a Texas football player? Yeah, it's only what May 3rd. And I think a lot of them are already done with finals. Um, so this is the one month that they kind of have to themselves to recuperate. Uh, but also they have to, this is where the, it's up to the individual to stay motivated. Uh, you know, I think that's where, you know, all the, the competition across the board really helps, but um, you know, they're free to go home until the end of May. Um, they're free to stay on campus. Of course, the, the weight room is wide open. They can run wherever they want. Uh, but a lot of them are, are going to go home and work with the trainers that they had while they're in high school or, you know, they'll work with uh, fellow teammates they have in their hometown. Uh, but it's really up to them. Now, there, there's a little bit of guidance. You know, they have workout plans. Uh, the coaches did give them an idea of what was expected of them uh, throughout the offseason. Uh, when Sark had his exit interviews, he, he sat each one down. This is what you need to improve on. Uh, you know, not, not just, uh, uh, you know, talent wise or, or skill wise, but, uh, from a physical standpoint, what they need to hit focus on in the gym. Uh, so they, they all know what's expected of them. Uh, and, you know, I think to, to a large degree are going to take advantage of this time off to all recuperate, but also, um, you know, stay on the grind and, and keep getting stronger, faster and all those things. Eric, I didn't have this on the list of things I wanted to talk to you about, but it struck me while we were talking here. Uh, we had Trevor Gooseby on the live stream last night, the offensive lineman. Uh, out of Melissa that's committed to Texas or signed with Texas, shows up late May, uh, but he's headed to the state track meet uh, in the shot put this week. He said something interesting to us. He said that he's continuing to do his Texas workouts, mm -hmm. even as he's going through track and field. Uh, furthermore, he said that Tori Beckton, the strength and conditioning coach at Texas, uh, when I when we asked him, hey, what are you what are you being told to do as a newcomer? or as a young player at Texas, he said, they're telling me to just stay athletic. They're telling yeah. me to play basketball. Mm -hmm. They can add good weight later. Yeah. Um, but uh, to get to stay athletic and don't lose your athleticism, it, that's not – I'm sure that's not uncommon across uh, uh, places around the country. Uh, what is your take on that? And, and is that part of the process of getting a guy ready to come to college? Or is that more of, hey, we want you to do this throughout your career? You know, it's something I tell high school uh, recruits all the time is to don't worry about the weight. You know, the weight's going to come. You know, I think in high school, everybody's got that vanity going on. They're hitting weights for the first time. They're starting to see some muscles pop. The girls might be taking notice. But the key is to actually stay as fast and quick as possible. And that goes no matter what your size is. That's the trait that really sets you apart. That's the trait that got you offers is the way that you move. They'll worry about the strength. They'll make sure that, 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 that the weight comes on in, in the, the, the manner they want it. Um, so yeah, it's all about staying athletic. I didn't know that he made the state and shot put. That's uh, that's, that's a very good sign. We knew he was athletic. It shows up on the basketball court, uh, but that's a good sign. That's a lot of uh, lower body explosion and uh, coordination that, that you have to pull off at that size to, to uh, be able to throw that shot out there. Hey, here's another thing about Trevor Gooseby. I want to mention this real quick. 
Last year, this time, he was at an Under Armour camp and was six uh, six six. He measured at Texas on during uh, the spring game at six seven and a half. Oh wow, <laughs> he's <Damn>. growing, buddy. <laughs> yeah, that's, an exciting, that's an exciting prospect. That's why I said, you know, um, outside of Kelvin Banks, he's the when he signed, he's the he's got the best left tackle traits in the program. Uh, Interesting. You know, that, that's a common that's a common thing where they give them their workouts. You know, uh, once they sign, they're able to to correspond with them a lot more about that. The, the, there's a team wide app that they can check to see what kind of workout they need. So. It's a, it's coordinated, even though it's very informal throughout May. Oh wow! So they have an app actually on their phone that they use that the coaches can download their their specific yep. schedule to. Yep. Interesting. Um, all right. Uh, next piece. Uh, Texas picked up a commitment yesterday uh, from Michael Kern, a punter, uh, St. Thomas Aquinas, a fl- Florida football powerhouse. Kern averaged more than forty-one yards a punt last year, uh, ranked number four in the nation uh, by the folks that do the punting rankings. Uh, which is not any of the major services. It's actually they they have specific specialist ratings. Um, you know, Eric, Texas now at three overall commitments for the recruiting campaign. He joins Trey Owens and uh, Hunter Modden uh, mm-hmm. out of Clear Lake and Cypher. Your thoughts on where Texas is in the recruiting process right now. Some people are concerned they're not going fast enough. Steve Sarkeesian's earned a little respect, in my opinion, for what he's done on the recruiting trail. What What's your takeaway? Yeah, I'm going to defer to their process. It's also not really, you know, I don't think that it's an ideal time to be aggressive, especially given uh, their approach. You know, they want to let things play out. In some res- some things that Charlie Strong got right was uh, waiting to see senior uh, tape as much as he could. Now, he didn't take advantage of that, but um, it was a good approach because, you know, sh- your senior tape is going to be the most relevant data headed into college. Uh, so, and also the, the new calendar is is different. You know, modern recruiting um, July and August is when things really heat up as far as when kids are look, looking to commit, you know, maybe late June. Uh, so I think I think the bigger concern would be is if they didn't have a bunch of very good options lined up. Uh, but if you look at their late June official visit date, which is the exact date that you want to have it right before they go into the dead period, I think the class sets up well. Now we want to see what, what happens in July. Um, but, you know, Texas kids are not going to start being less interested in Texas now. Uh, given the you know the same thing that that goes to the kids staying on the team rather than going in the portal you know the, the recruits are picking up on the excitement around the team they know what the expect expectations are they know what the talent level is uh, so there's there's plenty of interest in Texas I think I think Steve Sarkeesian would say we've got them right where we, where we want them uh, and, and like I said there's a lot of confidence in the season and so when you have confidence in the season you want to stay uh, you know you want to stay patient and uh, maybe maybe this year they're looking at flipping more kids down the road uh, rather than flipping uh, rather than filling up earlier Speaking with Eric Nalin, publisher, InsideTexas.com. Uh, Eric, you wrote uh, a couple of really nice articles this week, I thought, on the depth chart coming out of spring uh, now that the portal has passed uh, for both the offense and defense. In retrospect, I, I don't want to – we can't have time to go down every single position because that would take a while. But in retrospect, was there anything that really surprised you or that confirmed some uh, previous preconceptions uh, that you might have had as, as the spring finished? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Seeking the truth never gets old. 
Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. You know, what I like is that I think that there are very clear ways that they can play to their strengths. Uh, on defense, they've got a lot of defensive backs, which is, you know, if, if your weakness is pass rush, you better have defensive backs that can buy you time. And so, you know, they, they have that. They have, a very, they have a very good secondary, particularly the corners and the nickel. Uh, they're going to be able to get creative with Jade Barron. Um, you know, I think they've got a lot of different things that they can do that can make up for that, you know, lack of pass rush. And again, we don't know how, where the pass rush is going to be. If it's just league average, I think they'll be perfectly fine, and there's a good chance it will be. And then on offense, when you want to play to your strengths uh, this season, um, you know, I think they've got all the skill players in the world to do that, particularly at tight end, the wide receiver. Uh, you know, I think they're going to allow uh, Ewers to have a quicker trigger, um, and I think he's playing that way. So I, th I think the roster sets up very well for what they plan on doing uh, based on my knowledge of uh, their, their intentions on scheme. Texas has put out, uh, going back to recruiting, Texas has put out several offers over the last couple of weeks. Uh, a couple yesterday, one Jordan Washington, uh, a big tight end down in your neck of the woods, down in the Cypress area. Uh, what, what do you know about him? And is is he that, I mean, is he, I don't want to say, I don't want to say Jatavian Sanders, but he's definitely more that long, tall guy yeah. that, that has played basketball, multi-sport guy. What, what kind of tight end is he? Uh, and where does Texas stand in your opinion there? Well, when I see an offer like that, it tells me that, you know, Sark can't wait to get back to 12 personnel because he's going to be more of the flex tight end, the, the Jalil Billingsley over there, the, the Alabama Jalil Billingsley, not the Texas one. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, he'll have, you know, when they won in 2020, they had Miller Forstall caught 25 passes, I think, or 23. He actually led the tight ends, but he was more of a blocking guy that they would use uh, when, when, off, when defenses forgot about him. I think Sark really wants to get back to 12 personnel, and, you, and it's easy to see how – uh, Jordan Washington would pair with Spencer Shannon two or three years down the road. Interesting. Um, one thing, college, uh, the coaches, the football coaches are on the road right now uh, heading to high schools. Uh, Jerry Hamilton is out in IMG. He has a, a, a report uh, coming later today. He, he saw three guys at IMG Academy down in uh, Florida uh, that all uh, are, are interested in the Longhorns, including the nation's top running back, Jarrett Gibson, uh, Jordan Johnson, Rubel, a big safety, and then DeAndre Robinson. A uh, big lineman. Uh, it's it's very Jaden, interesting. Jaden Jackson is the IMG, the oh. third IMG. Yeah. Okay, Jaden. I'm sorry. Yeah, My apologies. In Orlando. No, it's all, I just you know just so the record's clear. Yeah. No, that's great. Um, long story short, though, Texas is doing work out of state right now. Um, they they picked up two guys from Florida last year. Picked up the top two players in the state of Louisiana last year. Reached into California for DeAndre Moore. Um, do you see Texas becoming more of a national recruiting power as they get as they go into the SEC one and as they perhaps become a little bit better of a football team overall? I mean, 10 plus wins and all of a sudden you get in on a lot of people uh, that you necessarily wouldn't at eight wins. Right. Yeah, I mean, they have to be national, but if you look at the makeup of the staff, they're perfectly comfortable doing that. Bo Davis is a Southeast recruiter, especially on defensive line, where you have to get those bodies to compete in the SEC. And then Sark, of course, he has his West Coast footprint, PK and, and Choate do as well. Uh, but there's certain kind of fits that you can look for. You know, Sark can go find his California quarterback. Eventually, that's going to happen. We all know that will. Um, 
you know, you can go out west and find the uh, Polynesian big bodies that that PK and, and Choate have done well. They've already, you know, landed Leona LaFound, Cecilia Cana. And then, like I said about Bo, Bo, Terry Joseph, you want to go get some Louisiana athletes. The staff is built to do that. So, you know, I think they're just playing to their strengths. Yeah, it's a shard choice down in Florida yeah, and Georgia. Course, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean he's, 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 him, him being at Georgia Tech and, you know, kind of the AAA for Texas, he was down there building relationships, and then Texas hired him at the exact right time, uh, and it's likely to pay off for in back-to-back cycles. Yeah, he's just been a tremendous addition to, to the staff at this point. Uh, Eric, uh, switching gears, moving on to uh, basketball. Rodney Terry's got a – he's got a, a big job ahead of him, loses at least six players from this year's roster. Mm-hmm. Uh, this past year's roster loses the top recruit in the class, Ron Holland, uh, a week ago. Um, you know, but he's he's done some good work. He's added two guys in the portal, one of whom, Max Aismith, uh averages 21 points a game. Right. And so took a big away from Virginia, Kedrick Shanklin. I mean, he, he's got players or, and, and got guys. My question is, uh, some people are sounding the alarm bells because Guys like Arterio Morris and Dylan Mitchell. Morris is definitely transferring to Kansas, but Mitchell is contemplating it. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Um, I think, you know, I think the people that get caught up in star ratings in football are the same type of people that, that do it in basketball. Now, don't get me wrong. The Ron Holland one uh, hurt uh, just because I think Holland's going to be good as a freshman. Uh, but beyond that, what does it matter? Because he's going to be in the N- uh, NBA after that. Uh, so, you know, I'm, I'm looking at Rodney Terry building a program rather than a team, a year in and year out team. You know, you want a program that rolls into the next year rather than having this uh, uh, major turnover. Um, if people want to trade Arterio Morris for uh, Max Asmus, you know, have at it. You know, I'll, I'll make that trade all day, every day. Uh, it sucks because Arterio had such a um, tantalizing athleticism. He's fun to watch. It's like watching a hyperactive uh, safety out there. Uh, but, you know, it's, I'll, give me the guy that's going to put the bucket in the uh, put the ball in the bucket. Um, I hope they get the UTEP kid that's visiting, uh, you know, right now that that guy is, uh, yeah, as a third big body, super athletic off the bench, um, you know, physical presence down low. You know, I, I, I like what Rodney Terry's doing. Ron Holland uh, hurts, but that's that's not Rodney Terry's fault. You know how Rodney Terry responds to that is, is up to Rodney Terry. That's a good point. Here's my piece on this. And, and you mentioned it is getting guys that have one or two years left. I mean, think about this basketball team. Marcus Carr was at Texas for three years. Sir Jabari Rice, one year. Tyrese Hunter, only one year so far. Timmy Allen, I think, two or three years. Uh, Christian Bishop, another one. Uh, Dylan DeSue now has been at Texas, going to be at Texas three years. Sometimes when you get the transfers that have some experience and have a couple of years behind them already in college, they've hit that learning curve, and now you can actually work on it um, as opposed to just bringing in freshmen. I don't have a particular issue if they go primarily through the portal uh, from a basketball recruiting perspective. I think you have to take one or two every year freshmen. Don't get me wrong. I think Texas missed the boat on this year's recruiting class. Yeah. Uh, but long story short, I'm not I'm not one of those guys that says you have to do it and have a guy all four years uh, if you can find guys uh, that create your team. Uh, I want to say thanks again to our sponsor. Uh, that is uh, Adam Lowy and the Lowy Law Firm. Uh, if you've been injured or need help uh, looking into a potential lawsuit, give Adam and his firm a call, 512-280-0800. Uh, injured on the job, car wreck, any kind of catastrophic injury, uh, Adam and the Lowy Law Firm can help you. Uh, Eric, uh, we're at the 1st of May. The kids go home like you talked about. Coaches are on the road. Uh, what are you looking for for the next two to three weeks? Is this 
really all about high school recruiting for the football team? Yeah, I mean, that's that's going to be, you know, largely our focus. I'm going to write a – I'm starting a series uh, talking about the leading indicators of why Texas should be the favorite. Uh, it goes a lot deeper than just talent uh, or, that you know, Sark had good offense in the past and all these things. So we're going to look – we're going to take a very good look at the uh, – we're going to deep dive on the program. We're going to go a lot deeper than the national pundits ever will uh, about what's what's exactly going on uh, at Texas. There's a lot more reason to be optimism than just uh, – to be optimistic than just, you know – the improving talent and, and some of the surface level uh, factors. So that's what I'll be covering. But also, yeah, of course, we're going to be, uh, you know, the, the spring evaluation period is a good time for Inside Texas to be on the road to uh, to go see recruits um, and to really get a handle on, uh, to, to firm some relationships with high school coaches, players, maybe some college coaches we know across the country, uh, and just get a good idea of, of what June, how June might shake out and uh, just exactly where this class is going into the summer. That's where I think is that this is a time where we'll start to see right now a guy's mentioning seven or eight schools that he's interested in. Two or three of those will start to pop and kind of separate from the pack. Right. Yep. And that's this time of year for us is we're trying to see, OK, if a guy's down to Texas, OU and LSU or, or A&M or something like that, you start to see those schools separate a little bit. And we have to track that uh, because then June becomes uh, it, it has become the biggest recruiting month of the year in some respects. Uh, four teams. All right. Uh, Eric Nolene, publisher of Inside Texas. Always appreciate it, Eric. You're terrific. Uh, appreciate everything. Uh, that is going to be this week's state of the program for On Texas Football. Have a good one. Hook them.